0: We should have called it the Faith Podcast. Oh yeah. boy! Yeah, well, you could call it the Foolish Foolishness in <laughs> Unscripted. You think the stuff that gets out is the foolish? Fir- the first, the first half of every podcast. <laughs> Do you just skip it? crazy. Do you just, these <laughs> moments,
1: <laughs> what we're doing right now—you see how it happens, though, don't you? Oh,
0: oh that's right. It's oh,
1: yeah, it's already going. <laughs> It's That's gonna be a happening. clip. Part of the foolishness. Oh. You just oh. made a clip and didn't know it. Oh my
2: goodness! <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know we were live. We we're live. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's,
0: see, back it up. See, no, no.
3: The way this has started. I'm realizing this is probably going to be an absolutely gem of an episode. It's going
1: to be real good. He's like, what? This thing's foolish. This oh, great. I am part of the foolishery now. That's right.
0: You know, my reputation may be in jeopardy after this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is where This is how it goes. <laughs>
0: I've, been, I've been going over the, you know, thinking about what's going to be said. And then I'm thinking, is this going to damage my reputation? <laughs> it's been pristine so far. This is This is the
1: downfall. Oh,
0: man. I feel it crumbling right now. (laughs) Slowly. I'm sinking. Years
2: of work. Where's the camera?
0: I will start off this podcast and say, please forgive me. (laughs) I mean, how do we even start this thing? Are we finished?
3: (laughs) Now, now the unscripted world knows oh, why we brought yeah,
1: Pastor Van right. in for the uh, season yeah. finale. <laughs> the general, are we done yet? Here. Oh. So like, you know, uh, when it comes to like, when I, I, you know, obviously I preach a lot and people, people who haven't heard you yet preach, you know, they're like, oh man, I'm pretty funny up there. And it's like, you think I'm funny? And all of a sudden dad gets up there and like, just has him rolling in like yeah. 10 minutes. I'm like. Uh, I'm actually kinda mild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Something hilarious.
0: happens. I don't know. Something just happens. He's a like a comedian. Well <laughs> that's what has grown this church. <laughs> I'm a comedian.
1: <laughs> fun. It's the time. He had good timing. It's good timing. I like yeah, You yeah, said what's grown this is church good. is fun. 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 This
3: this is a fun episode. So this fun is episode, season yeah. two. This is episode fifteen, wow, thirty overall. This yep. is the holiday season finale. Finale. This is the last one. How do you feel about being on a season finale episode?
0: <laughs> well, I hope it's I hope it's the finale of the season <laughs> and not just the, the
2: finality finale of
0: the
3: unscripted.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. You still want us to keep going? <laughs> Are y'all going to keep going with this? Is, um, oh yeah, episode hundred.
3: I don't know where <laughs> that number actually
1: came. When we, we created just, this it, thing, we said, let's give it a year. Yeah, the first. Yeah, so we're at a year right now. A year A year already. ago, we were like, My Man, why don't we try a podcast? So we're at that year mark. And uh, and then the first episode, we were like, ah, we'll see how long we do it. And we just randomly threw out 100.
3: It does seem to be growing. People are enjoying it. And uh, I was talking to somebody just recently. They were like, I haven't laughed so hard. And then all of a sudden, you guys hit me with something that makes me think. I said. Yeah. yeah, that's the goal. That's there what we're so hopefully we can accomplish that this time if you don't corrupt all of us. Pastor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we'll see. Yeah.
3: You never know. Pastor Van, we're going to get into a bunch of questions and conversations with with you. But what we did in the last episode is we asked a question. And the question was directed towards people that said, well, first we asked, hey, if you got any questions, uh, fire them over to us and we'll ask them on this episode. So you got some questions, so we'll get to those. Okay. But one of the big questions we asked all of these Scrub Scriders
0: Am I one of them? Are you subscribed? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably not.
0: <laughs> when, y'all, when y'all put out that little clip, you know, the, like the just little short Yeah, the shorts. Mm-hmm. Shorts. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, oh, There's an episode episode And then I start Digging around looking
3: Do you look forward To the episodes Or not really Well,
0: I I do Uh, Do you watch
1: them With much anxiety
0: No not too much Because I'm not In charge anymore So it doesn't matter
1: (laughs) What's one moment You remember That you're like Ooh I wouldn't have said that All of the theological Bumbles
2: (laughs) (laughs) These guys have no idea What they're talking about
1: Bumbles Bumbles (laughs) it <laughs> just summarizes all the theological, all the serious stuff. Is just oh, that's a bunch of bumbling, bumbles, guys. I was are bumbling. I was
2: thinking
3: this morning, thirty episodes. We've probably put at least sixty hours into this recording. So yeah. we put literally nearly three days, and you summarize it with one word:
1: bumble. Bumbling. bumbling. You are bumbling idiots. <laughs> Fumbling and bumbling around the words, can't quite say it right. And And now you're ruining my (laughs) reputation.
3: And I'm letting it happen. All the work of
0: thirty-four years
3: going down the
1: tubes. (laughs) That's funny.
3: Yeah, that's funny. It is holiday season, Christmas season. We asked all of the subscribers, what is the greatest Christmas? Movie. Um, maybe before we get started there, I'd like to hear what's your guys' favorite Christmas movie, and then we'll go through a ton of these answers. Favorite Christmas movie?
0: I've got three of them, actually. Okay. Mm, oh, wow. Uh, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. 100%. You know, Jan and I, we've watched that movie about 30 times. Yeah. Jan will watch it every day. But every I, day. I can't handle it. I just watch it once a year, <laughs> you know. And then the uh, Christmas Story. Is yep. that it with the dogs yeah. eating the turkey? Yeah. Yes. That was cool. I like that. <laughs> you know, that was just cool. That guy reminds me of me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the dad. You know what I mean? And
0: then uh then the one with uh Will Ferrell? No, the other guy.
1: Um is it funny or? Uh, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Like Home Alone type thing. No, um, no, that's not funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is that's a hot take. Chevy
0: old... Chase. Oh, that's oh, oh. Christmas Vacation. Yes, yes. Okay. yes. Yeah, that. That's His brother-in-law. One. Oh, cousin <laughs> Eddie. Cus- oh, cousin Eddie.
2: He kills me. Oh
0: man, <laughs> God, yes. he's rough.
2: Oh my goodness, I can watch him for hours. Yeah. You know. Does he remind you of anybody? Ooh. Is that why you what? love him? <laughs> you looked in at me when room, that question was I, I, I saw Just you eye general, me when man. he asked that question.
0: like, come on. Cousin <laughs> I, Eddie? Guess the, I guess Cousin Eddie, the closest would be Micah, would be the closest. <laughs> <laughs> you Eddie. asked it, and he literally, his oh, yeah. eyes went, I'm coming huh. for you, boy. <laughs> that guy is crazy. Uh, he's really. wild. Yeah, he's wild. Yeah. yeah. It really wow. is, you know. yeah.
1: We're fact, actually uh, yeah. we're using National Lampoons in this uh, in this new series. Oh, on really for the holidays, we're going to be the uh, holidays. wow. We're going to be uh...
2: <laughs> for which scene?
1: I just edited it today. You're we're really? using uh, using a couple clips this coming Sunday, a couple yeah. clips next Sunday.
0: I don't know how it fits into the gospel, but anyway, we'll see. We'll Bare- see. Barely <laughs> another Sunday on the edge of our seats, wondering. <laughs> wonder what now you <laughs> said your oh, favorite movie it'll be yeah. uh, it'll be fun
2: it'll, it'll be great that's how we grow the church fun
3: more, more clips <laughs> I would agree with you I like those I like those movies as yeah, well those are
1: great <laughs> all yeah. in favor say aye yeah, yeah uh, I mean yeah. I think the other one I, some people don't like it I think elf is, yeah. is up there elf is it's, good it's, elf. It's, it's good stuff man
2: one of my favorite comments was actually from ill forest and I actually kind of believe him he said Rocky Four when what? he fights the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> it's it happens around Christmas. I was like, oh, it's an unknown Christmas movie. What's the other wow. one that everybody always Die says? Hard. Die, Die Hard. Die, Die hard. hard. It's because he's buying a gift, and he's, yeah. he's trying to head home. He has gifts in his hand. It's, it's a hilarious. Christmas time movie.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, Elf. And then uh, actually I got, I got another one uh, sent to me today. Uh, somebody replied, and they said Miracle on 34th Street. Ah, yeah, classic, that right? That's
0: yeah. Actually, my my favorites. I love all Hallmark movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you just have to... you don't like
1: them, but you have to watch it because Mom watches. Right, them. but but
0: I'll, oh, yeah. all I have to do is watch one. Yeah, <laughs> because they're all identical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like have you guys seen
2: Christmas in Mississippi? No. So that, that got released, I think it was about two yep. or three years ago. It was filmed in Jones Park right. in downtown Gulfport. They make downtown Gulfport look like it is the most happening downtown of all, really? <laughs> of all time. Yep. Oh, yeah, people walking downtown, Dude. walking into other stores, people everyone knows your name. It's so interesting. You're not gonna believe this story, <laughs> but it's based on
3: what you just said. I was hanging out with a couple from the church last Thursday night, and they were ta- it's it's Bobby and Letitia Osler. Okay. okay? They lived in San Diego for a long time. They saw Bobby, Bobby saw the movie Christmas in Mississippi, and they had been stirring to move. Like they didn't like California. There were just some things going on. And he said, I like that place. Let's go there. He came to Mississippi and they moved here because of Christmas in mississippi wow. there it is so he told a group of people that we laughed at him for saying he watches
1: hallmark movies Was he like sorely disappointed right. after about he said they definitely weeks. oversold, right? yeah, <laughs> <it's super> oversold. <laughs> they yeah. love it though but he's
3: like that's not the downtown <laughs> okay, every, everyone
2: should go watch it it's a, it's a good movie just because of our coast is in right. there it, it highlights our area hey jones park lights are there so yeah that's real it's good okay yeah, so here's
3: Here's what we're going to do. I mean, we got a lot of replies. There's no way we can Mm -hmm, read them all. mm -hmm. A lot of them were agreeing with what we just said. I'll name a few others, but what we're going to do is because um, no one participated and listened to the whole episode last time and liked and shared and subscribed. Um, (laughs) We're going... Not one person? No. (laughs) We
1: haven't got there yet. We're getting close. No, we're good. (laughs) We have
3: hundreds of listeners. Yeah, we've got... uh, It's a whole lot. (laughs) But what we're going to do is we got to give away a Christmas sweater in a second. Uh, okay. So we're going to let you give it away. But okay. we're going to do a; It's just you'll pick a few different numbers and randomize ah, the thing, yes. and we'll select the people. But um, here, here's how we're going to do that first is you are going to select uh, one of these letters. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A through G. Pick one. A through G, I would say E. Okay. You've got Frankie Krause. You got Alex Morningstar in the running, Kathy Cup, Cop, and Mark Stryker in the running. Okay, that was randomized in order, but now you need to pick a number between one through four. Two. You are not going to believe. You just awarded the greatest Christmas movie to "It's a Wonderful Life," oh. and a Christmas sweater to Alex Morningstar. <laughs>
2: yes! <laughs> Mister Al. Yes. Yes. Very Let's cool. I'll oh, crack it. Dude, he's wearing that Sunday. You know he is. <laughs> Let's get, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Let's get cracking. And the beautiful thing is that sweater lights up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. I don't know if there's a better person that could have gone to. It's perfect. It's That's, perfect. That's a wonderful Al. life, Mr. Al. Uh, does he still drive a golf cart? Yeah, he, he does. does. Does he?
1: I, oh, yeah. A sweater like I that? I know that he's about to be Santa at uh, Clear Your Family's Chiropractic this Saturday. Wow. 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 So, and he also has a
0: motorcycle.
2: Yeah, he does. So he's does gonna, he still ride a motorcycle? Yes. He rides a motorcycle to church. Really? Oh,
3: yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mister L, <laughs> the man of many many talents. some of the Christmas movies that people said Home Alone was a yeah. big yeah. time. I like, yeah. I like Home
2: Alone. I like Home Alone two.
3: I
1: like Home Alone one I, and two. After Home Alone, I Not don't three. really remember which oh, ones. Oh, the other ones are terrible. One, one and two were the uh, they're equally they're great, good for right? me. Yeah, but uh, the other ones, no need yeah, to watch. They're weird. Throw them in the garbage. Yeah. Okay.
3: A lot of people said that they begin watching Christmas movies Thanksgiving evening, and there were multiple families that say we watch at least one Christmas movie every single day. Is anybody in that? No, no.
2: Not every day. No, I'll have them in the background sometimes.
3: Okay, and well, that was the next question: is when Christmas movies are running, do you actually watch them, or are they just are they running in the background? It's part of the season. I
1: watch them. Okay, I, I don't. <clears throat> I don't watch alone. many. I don't watch many no movies okay. at all anymore you depends on the movie yeah. if
2: it's like the grinch i'll have it on the background or something like that yeah. just casual viewing but it's a wonderful life i'll sit there and watch the whole entire movie yeah. Love so that movie.
1: christmas story i want on at some point christmas eve christmas day yep. some mm-hmm. sort of like like that's a movie that i like yeah I why because it's 24 hours uh tbs is already oh, yeah, right. the 24 hour thing yep. and so like when i was younger like it's it just if that movie's on, it means that it's between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah, and that's so I like to have that one on the background. Yeah, and uh, it's just something like by the time that they're they've opened the gifts and they're all kind of like falling asleep, right? It's like typically I'm also wanting to take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it puts me to sleep. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that would probably be the only day. Other than that, I do like it on I, the sounds and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Home Alone the yeah. Bah, yeah. Bah, you know, <laughs> yeah. All, you know yeah. All those little things. No, I agree, but man. yeah, I don't usually we don't usually watch it. No, the girls watch movies mm-hmm. like nonstop. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, well we watch them if they're on, but you know, uh sometimes just at random times in the year, that Chevy Chase movie <laughs> oh, movie, will come oh, on, man, you know? Yeah. And we watch it. It's crazy. Oh, it's man. absolutely nuts. Yeah. Uh but, I don't know. We're just random about what we watch when we watch it. Yeah. So,
1: you know. We uh, <clears throat> we went on a Christmas vacation about 3 4 years ago. We went to the uh, Smoky Mountains. Yeah. And uh it was a horrible vacation. <laughs> uh it was really bad. So it was us and uh, two other families and so we had uh six adults and we had like seven kids I think it was total. And so uh we went to <laughs> went to this the smoky uh, mountains and and all three couples we all had Marco Polo on our phone. And so okay. we were Marco Poloing just constantly from the from the morning that we all took off. One couple flew, one family flew, the other mm-hmm. two families we drove together. And uh so we were Marco Poloing the whole time. And the amount of things that happened on the trip were asked, it was it was insane, right? Yeah. And so what happened was our Mo- Marco Polos became like a uh, a documentary of our oh, trip. Wow oh that's cool yeah so when we got back to the house uh after the trip i i opened up marco polo and i captured all the marco polos on my phone and i made so i took that i edited it down from literally we probably had two to three hours of marco polos and i edited them down to one hour and then i i named it put a title on it and i put uh like um uh, uh, ch- scene changes between the, the, oh, the stuff and like told the story. It's literally like a storyline of it. And so I called it the Holy Smokies Christmas Vacation. Kind of oh, blowed up dude. National yeah. Lampoon. I like it. And I use the National Lampoon's theme song as all the transitional stuff. And uh, dude, anyway, so we watch it usually at least once a year. So we watched it a couple nights ago, just our family with uh, hot chocolate. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I upload it on YouTube <laughs> and everything. And so. Uh, uh no that's good stuff yeah it was ridiculous so that
3: was one of the you said it was a horrible it was bad is so is that like one of the worst
1: christmases christmas seasons uh like for those types of reasons we we didn't get sick so it wasn't the worst as far as that's concerned but as far as uh as far as driving whatever what nine hours ten hours up to the the smoky mountains getting in this beautiful uh cabin and then not having water in your cabin no, for right. five days with 13 people that's bad and then the trash guy didn't come pick up the trash so we had just giant pounds that is a movie oh, oh, dude, <laughs> went on and on. we had to go get we i was we went and got a hotel uh that on christmas eve so we could all take turns driving to the hotel to take a shower because we hadn't showered in two oh days oh my goodness Oh yeah, like I mean, dude, it goes on and on. Our Elon was one years old, oh, uh, and so she blew up uh, the the bed one night with, uh, you know, explosive diarrhea. Very Nice. Woke <laughs> up three in the morning. Um, I, w- I had coffee yes. on the porch overlooking the Smoky Mountains the first morning. The, all the other mornings it couldn't happen. Yeah, they had a hot tub. We had to use the water from the hot tub to flush the toilets. Oh uh, my! That God. is a movie, uh, dude. It, that is it's it's an incredible documentary that you should watch at some point i'll send you the link so. that's amazing so that's yeah. a bad
3: christmas It's bad do you does anybody have like and i'm really i'm curious christmas growing up for you or were the, was it a big deal was it not a big deal or what were some christmas
0: memories as a kid all i remember about christmas growing up <laughs> one year i got a iron little yellow truck love it and one year i got a bike that's it <laughs> I remember nothing else about. Chris, we have to clip this. Mom, mom if that's you're watching, if, if mom's watching this, I love you, mom. That's <laughs> tough.
1: That's all that's I remember. Bit, that's tough. Well, I mean, it's a little bit better for me. Yes, it was a bit. I would get one gift a year from <laughs> mm-hmm. my from my parents. Really. Yeah, yeah. Was we it a yellow truck? One gift. <laughs> one, g- <laughs> one, one gift. Truck. We didn't have Christmas trees or Christmas lights or anything. There was didn't No, we no did Christmas nothing. trees? We'll get to that oh, in a no. second. Oh, well, no, I to no, no, no Christmas It's better trees. now. It's better now.
0: <laughs> well, the problem is we had no money. Yeah, yeah,
1: That's what it was. But we blamed it on Jesus. We blamed it on the church. It's all pagan. It's all pagan, oh. so we can't celebrate it. It's like, actually, we just don't have any money to get it. Which one's worse, bad theology or bad fa- <laughs> yeah, reality? Sounds like bad a theology. Sounds like reality. a bumble. A bumble. <laughs> <laughs> Bumbling <laughs> theology. That's our next podcast,
3: Bumbling Theology. <laughs> That's what it'll be called, yeah. Bumbling
0: unscripted.
2: Oh man.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I don't know, remember we would go to but we would go to uh Louisiana. Right. And yeah. so we'd go there every year, uh, one family on yeah, Christmas Eve, another family on Christmas Day type thing. Yeah. So we did that. Right. And that was fun. It was being our it own was. family. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, it yeah. was it. Uh
3: we would so on my dad's side, they, they owned a farm. In uh, Easton, Kansas. Very and nice. my the Butterfield side had just a lot of property. And uh, that the family would go out there. And I remember one Christmas um, going out there. And, you know, the families gathered around. And everybody would get a, pr- a present. And I, I can't remember if it was me or my sister, my older sister. But one of us got a an E.T. glow ball. Like, <laughs> like just a little ball that had E.T.'s face on it. And my cousin... Um, Which I won't put his name out here But my cousin um, They said hey go outside and get your gift And a brand new Four wheeler Oh Oh,
2: no (laughs) From the same grandparent Oh yeah (laughs) Oh Oh, oh. rough (laughs) Uh, I remember thinking Where's my (laughs) my
3: four wheeler (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy can I ride your four wheeler No No way (laughs) No (laughs) way I think my parent, I think I, I saw my mom's face, and she was like,
2: like just heartbroken oh, for her kids. Goodness.
3: And then I think that might have been the last time we went out there. Oh, it's okay, the glow ball can
2: can bounce really high, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really you throw high. that
3: et glow ball at Jimmy when he's <laughs> on the four wheeler. Wow!
2: <laughs> oh, it's a game. Knock him off the
3: four wheeler. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, my that was gosh. a memorable Christmas. We that's know, hilarious. That's we know smart. where the
0: healing needs to take place. A, Mike, needs a freedom room. conference. That's right. He needs two. Freedom
3: yeah. sessions. Freedom
2: yeah. sessions, read Walt at heart, all the things. <laughs>
3: and don't ride the E.T. ride at Universal Studios. It's a trigger.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh,
1: so the first year that we got married, uh, me and Nadine got married, we, um, we stayed the night at uh in case you don't know Brent's my brother-in-law yeah and uh so we stayed. I was about to say stay the night at Brent's house and be like that'd be weird to say there's some context here yeah (laughs) so so we we go over there we stay the night and uh we get up Christmas morning Mm -hmm. and y'all the amount of presents yeah in that living room yeah whenever we got up I felt like I was seven years old I was just like what in the world that was the first time I realized like what that's like like kids getting up in the morning mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. presents you know everywhere and dude i think i opened up like I, collectively like 15 presents oh, my. oh it was it was oh, nuts yeah. between all of nuts. us, like
2: sharing gifts and buying other yeah yeah, gifts yeah. and, stuff and like then that. the
1: stocking like i never knew the stocking thing like i'm like yeah this, this stocking is its own christmas all <laughs> oh by my. itself yeah and uh so that was a funny morning we got up that and, and i was like man my goodness well I've only gotten one gift <laughs> a year. I don't oh, think no. my dad was very happy that morning. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Miss <laughs> Becky's like, whee!
2: <laughs> Mr. March is like... He's like, uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah thousands of well, dollars i'm not feeling very good right oh, now it's okay Dad. thank no. you so much it's okay. <laughs> okay
1: because of all that i'm a terrible gift giver though <laughs> 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 that same christmas nadine opened up my gift in front of everyone oh, this is good. and i don't oh, know no. if i've told the story oh, the i don't podcast. know this, one. this, this, one. Is, this is exciting one. this, is, this a good story. is yeah this is tough so this is at the family christmas first, with all these presents
2: first year first, first year, year. Oh, so you need
1: to make an impression so we're like what six months into marriage uh we wake up there's just presents everywhere and i've got nadine one present and uh she which is reasonable honestly hey, yeah one we, present's
2: good enough we also all had you
1: no money you yeah know? so we had no money nadine yeah. had lost her job by this point so wow. literally we're uh, like living yeah. off i was like twenty two thousand dollars a year i think or yeah. something like that newlyweds like media guy it's but yeah media guy i was just media yeah. guy. you should see my <laughs> office the office that i had when i first came on staff it was a
2: no nameplate on the, on the door oh. right
1: <laughs> Oh no, I wasn't I literally it's a closet it's right a closet. now. It's a closet. That was my office for years. It's anyway, beautiful. So um was that after uh, you were the school secretary? Yes. Oh Immediately oh, after. Man. I filled the school secretary spot because the school secretary left and I had just lost my job when I was like 19. 18, 19. So I was school secretary Best for two years. I, like, I, I got a that, job for you. Yeah. yeah. I That's hate that I they made you wear a dress.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: His, his, office, his office had a a, a a large window in it, and you, oh, you walk down the hall, and nice. you go look in, and I would walk down no, the hall. No, not a window outside. Yeah. No, 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 no. A window <laughs> to the hall. window to the hall. There was no sunlight. And, and I would pass by uh, quite often just to gaze upon him, how miserable oh, he was. Oh, man, that's And I would, I would pass by, and sometimes I would do, like, you know, going down the, the ladder <laughs> by his window. <laughs>
1: And for me, I was like, that's me walking down <laughs> to the pit of hell. <laughs> yes.
0: Called my life. I love it. Yeah. So, so, anyway,
1: we gotta get back. Yeah, I wanna hear the uh, gift. First year, so Christmas. First year, yeah, yeah. And so we're all there, piles of presents everywhere. All <laughs> of a sudden, it's my turn to give Nadine my present. And like, at that moment, I was like, yeah, the bar is set pretty high. I mean, she's gotten like wonderful gifts from her mom, and like, it's just she's like, wee! And like, oh, such expectation, my mm-hmm. husband, you know? So, um, She opens up the present, and what I had gotten my wife was a Hamilton Beach (laughs) 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 Beach. electric can opener. <laughs> oh, I man. didn't know that.
2: So when she opens it's it up. Not even cuisine <laughs> art.
1: No, no, no. That Hamilton brother
2: hit her with Beach. Hamilton
1: Beach. <laughs> I left the price tag on it too. Oh, I did think about it. It was still oh, $20. And uh whenever she lifted it up, Miss Becky went, <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, oh. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh. oh And Nadine was like She knew and She already that, knew At that moment Then I knew I was like Right This was not Yeah this wasn't a Christmas yeah. This isn't a Christmas This is just like a Tuesday type of gift Right isn't Yeah it? that's a- It's not a Christmas gift Okay Okay Duly noted <laughs> yeah. Now Okay Alright Now that we've had fun at my expense Alright uh, by the way, we went to uh, – then we went to my family's Christmas, mm-hmm. and my mom asked Nadine, so what did Jordan get you? And Nadine looked at her and said, a can opener. And my mom went, Jordan. <laughs> 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 I yes, love it.
0: But but Jen didn't mention that one year what I gave her for Christmas was two stainless steel, large restaurant-style spoons
1: Oh, <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say, like, pots or pans. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's going to be nice. Cast, yeah, Two spoons. Oh, spoons. Yeah, that's spoons. very nice.
2: However. Like, stirring spoons? like yes, for cookie. We for kept them for a the long th- time, huh? Wow, those uses those, those uses last, them. last them.
1: 40 years. See? Don't it know. was a gift
2: that kept on giving. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cousin
1: Eddie. That's the gift that, <laughs> that keeps, keeps on giving all year round, Clark. Thanks, Eddie. One more thing. I want to redeem myself a little bit. Okay, okay. So the real gift that I was planning on giving Nadine... <laughs> I was going to give her the recording of our wedding. That's right. Whoa. And what happened was we had horrible computers that we were – mm-hmm. I was doing video editing at the time. We had horrible computers. Like, y'all, I would work for days on a video, literally <laughs> days, and it would crash and I'd lose everything. Whoa. Happened multiple times. Yeah. And, it was horrible. And uh, so anyway, w- that basically happened. The computer just gave out, and I-, I couldn't finish it for Christmas. So it was about a month later. I gave her a DVD because that's, you know, that's what you did. You had a DVD. Right. And I gave her a DVD with the wedding, and I was like, this is actually what I was going to give you for Christmas. And So it was a last-minute thing. I had to mm, run to the yeah. store. I was like, uh, now let me tell you why I got it at the can opener, too because she she would make tacos like every day rice and beans like every day because like our first year of marriage she didn't know how to cook anything else it was bad and uh remember the roast at your house yeah it was bad it wasn't the best it was was bad 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 (laughs) just anyway oh yeah just like sawing on the roast and it was just wooden it was just bad so we had a lot of she would make beans all the time so she was constantly like opening up cans and i was like man she's cranking i was like Hey, it's a functional gift. And guess what? We still got the can can opener today. She used it like two days ago.
0: There
3: you go. So whatever, man. It's a good
1: gift. 17 years later, here we go. Well, I think you
3: get to a spot at an age where it becomes the functional gifts become the good gifts, too. You You were just a little early.
1: I was, was, yeah, prophetic. (laughs) That's that's exactly (laughs) what I was
3: going to say. So question. Do you remember... A time where you were not a a fan of Santa Claus, maybe at church, at home, and then I guess the follow up question to that is, are you a fan of Kris Kringle
0: now? Let me let me preface this by saying I have nothing against <laughs> Here's Santa the dis- Claus. The disclaimer, <laughs> the disclaimer, <Okay. laughs> uh, it's here because he's really not a real person. So it's he true. was. Well, that was a long time ago. I mean... You know, Imagine
3: all the kids watching this right now that, that
0: that's just... A, I'm trying to, to not crash up a bunch up, of walls, okay. you know, I mean,
2: The parents are listening to this
0: podcast in the right. car.
2: Christmas Eve. Right. <laughs> right. We should have
1: put a disclaimer there. Like, hey, we're about to bust the bubble.
0: Right. So to allude to the, the, the description that I had used uh, <laughs> on Santa in a church service many years ago... Before I have matured into this, yes. you know, what I am now. <laughs> what did you We're call him? About what did you call him? I called him a, a big fat red devil. <laughs> was that at the time oh. you kicked the poinsettia out the door? <laughs> no, that was a different time.
1: Different time, different year. Was it the uh, time you slammed the pulpit on the no, stage?
0: That was a different was time.
1: <laughs> What about whenever you walk on top of the pews?
0: That was also a different time. <laughs> or the chairs. <laughs> that was different time also. <laughs> Uh,
3: so, uh,
2: oh, man. Oh, my. He's so, like, what was the
1: question? So the question I hate Santa, you guys.
2: So, <laughs> was
1: it the time that you told people if they weren't dancing, they weren't saved?
0: Yes. No, no, that was also a different time. All, I danced.
2: Uh, I'm I, saved. i am danced. Woo. I'm you know, square I'll, dancing. Can I, talk about,
0: can I talk about the dancing thing before I get on Santa Claus? And that is that I've <laughs> repented of that because I realize now at 71 that mm-hmm. I can can barely dance. <laughs> Dancing and hurts. So I retract that statement. If you can't dance or won't dance, uh, you're that doesn't mean that you're saved or not saved. There okay. we go.
1: But
2: Now
0: that we've that that, the bubble that 30 up. <laughs> years later. Okay, now, that, was all, all of those, yeah, that was a babble. That was a babble. all of those who left the church that day, you can come on back now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a safe place. <laughs> it's a safe
0: place. However, uh, uh, I've realized that a lot of people really put a lot of stock in Santa. Yes. You know what I mean? And I don't want to hurt anybody. So you know
1: what about Elf on the Shelf? Oh Mm. man.
0: (laughs) 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 I have no opinion about Elf on the Shelf. I'm not sure I even know what it is. So it's
1: a little elf that people put on a shelf and they tell the kids you can't touch the Elf, but it is alive. And, and they move yeah. it around to make we, it look like it moves. We got but one back they, there in
2: the back left corner. <laughs> Dude, no, I kidding.
1: thought we did. <laughs> but if you touch it, it loses all, it uh, it like messes with it, but yeah. it also will tell Santa, if you touch Correct. it, It go, the elf will go tell Santa that uh, the, the kid is naughty and oh. Santa will not bring gifts that year. So kids buy into this like 100% yeah. and they Freak oh, yeah. out if if somebody touches there's it there's all
2: kinds of great videos on yeah. Yeah. oh yeah every,
3: every <laughs> night the parents uh, we're going to spoil something <laughs> okay every night oh i was talking to all of our millions of oh, subscribers subscribers subscribe, yeah. subscribe. every night the parents take that elf and move him and write a note from him uh to the kids or i saw one literally just this morning that um the the elf had a note on his hand that uh, he said, go look at your dad, and the elf had a bottle of fingernail paint beside him, fingernail polish, and so the kids woke up that morning, went and looked at their dad, and their dad had his fingernails painted.
2: Oh. Oh, wow. So, so the, el- like the elf oh, did, the did it. The elf did it.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> here we go.
3: He, 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 he <laughs> he it's like a, a, it's a loaded
0: gun. It's like, come <laughs> on, right. So we're going to lie to our kids. So I, I feel like this may be um, <laughs> causing a certain amount of... Deception and unwarranted fear, (laughs) and could possibly ruin a child's life,
1: (laughs) ruin their whole life, their whole life.
0: I mean, you know, uh, I mean, wow, I had no idea that it was so complicated, yeah, very much so. So,
3: would you prefer me to take the elf on the shelf back that I'm giving you for Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: you know, I mean, I mean, he actually goes around your house at night when you're well, no, he doesn't
3: actually live. Oh, he's not real. <laughs> he's
0: not real. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded pretty convincing to me. <laughs> Where are these elves? I'm thinking what a kid, you know, three <laughs> oh, years oh, old. Yeah, but from a kid's perspective. A kid's you were perspective is like, oh, my They're, goodness.
2: Parents yeah. Is he set in him up, my bed? Parents yeah. set him up to be baking cookies in the morning. Yeah. All kinds of things. It's a
1: Wild. big, elaborate, make-believe yeah. thing. You know, I don't know, but
0: I remember when Carrie was a little kid. We went to a hardware store one Saturday morning to buy something during the Christmas season. And a little bitty, tiny hardware store, lo and behold, there was a Santa Claus sitting in a chair in the back, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we went over there, and Carrie and looked at him and said, He's just a man in a suit.
2: <laughs> the classic Carrie. Yeah. That is Carrie in a nutshell, man. Just breaking it down. down. Three
0: years old. Just took care of that thing right there. <laughs> I refuse to go any further in this okay. discussion. <laughs> uh, it may uh, incriminate me. Yeah. Or even di- it might even di- dis- discredit. Or discredit.
2: <laughs> discredit. Or- Lose yeah. your influence with some of the toddler parents. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
3: All right, enough about that. On to yeah, the serious stuff. On to the good stuff. Yeah. So we asked um, our audience, we asked them to ask you questions. We got the question, and it's kind of in the category of, of church world. What were some of the most fulfilling moments for you as lead pastor of Northwood Church? What were some of the highlights?
0: Well, I, I think the, probably the greatest highlight of any pastor is watching people change. Uh, in other words, people surrendering to jesus uh i don't believe there's any greater miracle than that of a changed heart of an individual who comes to christ you know broken down or prideful maybe very successful uh but realize their need for jesus and you see them change but not only change like you know at salvation but to go on in their walk with god and to mature to be church people to be kingdom people to to see uh things from a different perspective in the world uh that to me is the most rewarding of of everything and then on top of that or to add to that is to see certain people rise up in their calling with god and actually go the extra mile and watch how god chooses people men and women to go further because he sees everyone's hearts he sees the motive of everybody's hearts and he he does call and choose people to do extraordinary things. Hmm. And those two things put together really fulfills uh, me as a pastor. It, it's really what keeps you going uh, year after year uh, is the changed heart, changed people.
3: How long were you lead pastor? 28 years here. So was that was that the highlight throughout it all? Like that was the thing?
0: Well, I think that that's part of it then the other part of it is is seeing you guys raised up you know uh i was I was never smart enough to uh to to plan ahead every part of ministry and the future of the church and all that. I just kind of was so busy that I just went at it and not realizing that you can remember m t i that we spent together like uh, four years of Thursday nights. Bible college. Bible college, right, Minister's Training Institute. And, you know, we were going through that, but not realizing that uh, really the staff of the church was in that room. Right. So you didn't know that at that time? No, not really. Uh, Not really. No, uh, I did not know that. Uh, Did did not plan that much. I was just sowing seed and, and seeing what would happen. When did you start to,
3: I mean, 28 years of leading um, it wasn't at year twenty eight okay I'm done like when was the point in your leadership that you said I need to start thinking about transitioning or that next layer of leadership whatever that would look like
0: well i I would say probably about seven years out from the close mm-hmm. you start thinking about that uh, uh, you you see other guys coming of age where they transition to church mm-hmm. and you, you start thinking. So I would say seven years out, I begin to think, well, what is that going to look like for me? Uh, who, where, how, uh, you, you only get to transition to church one time, usually yeah. in your lifetime. Yeah. You get, you get, so think about it. It's, it's think about it in, in the sense of baseball, you, you're up to bat one time, Yeah, your whole career, your whole season, your whole career, your batting average, everything that people remember about your batting uh, is at one time at bat. And that's how it is transitioning a church or a business. You have that one time, one shot at it. You've never done it before. You may never do it again. And so it's it's a heavy burden on how, with who, and what time. And so about seven years out thinking about that. So all those
3: questions and thoughts you just had, can you – Let's talk through it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one years, you're like, okay, I'm starting to think about it. Right? How did you begin to plan for that? I mean, so you're thinking about it, but when when did you say this is the person, or was that you that said like, let's walk through that a little bit and talk through that the the actual transition of Northwood Church, right?
0: Well, so seven years out, you start thinking about it, but that's not like every day. It, yeah. it doesn't consume you, but it, it's like always uh, in the back of your mind. All right, we're moving forward here, what's happening. And then as you got closer, say about five years out, uh, it gets a little bit more intense. And then really at about three years out, you, you, yeah. you, you pretty well know. Like I knew, I knew who should take the church. Yeah. I was waiting for him to know yeah. who was going to take the church and uh, can I ask how how did you know? Well, it's just in your heart you you see the giftings, yes. you see the heart of the individual mm-hmm. and uh, you see the faithfulness of them and the gifts and the callings yeah. Uh, yeah. developing in them uh, you know and so you start setting your heart on that. yeah of course, God does the calling and the individual has to yeah. surrender yeah. so you can't manipulate it. You you can't put it out there in a way that that puts pressure on the individual. It's trusting God uh, in it. And so that's what I begin to do. Now, of course, we all know that Jordan was the man. All right. Uh, And uh, so I'm thinking, well, how do you do this? Uh, And and I thought back about when he was 13, uh, he was playing baseball. And at 13, they started traveling up and down the coast travel ball and as a pastor and a parent uh mm-hmm. i mean he's a great baseball player but he also was a great musician at that time you yeah. know working on his music and i was thinking man i sure hate to think that i've got to fit in now travel ball with what's going on and so but i wouldn't say anything yeah. and i remember jordan came to me and said dad i think that uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give up baseball because i want to i want to concentrate on my music yeah wow and of course uh Outwardly, I said, "Are you sure, Jordan? That's what you <laughs> want to do." 13. Are you sure that? Uh, well, if that's what you want to do, but inwardly, I was like, "Yes, yeah, thank
2: God, yeah. yeah,
0: you know." But I saw something right there. I saw a thirteen-year-old boy make a decision to 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 pursue something that was uh, on the spiritual side because his music was worship uh, mm-hmm. mostly, uh, and so that showed me something at the age of thirteen. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, I know he was struggling through all teenagers struggle, you know, through Mm -hmm. different things. But now he pops out later on. And uh, I think he's the man. Yeah. And so I wait and I wait. And to be honest with you, it's I'm having trouble remembering how we kind of broke the ice. I think
1: I think you said it earlier. uh, As far as our story and then also um, most stories out there, people have this idea that um, everything is planned.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Right, like people that haven't owned a business or people that haven't led an organization or, or led a church. Obviously, we're a church people. A country, mm-hmm. like people that aren't in leadership positions, a lot of times uh, think that those people who are in those positions have this twenty year overarching like like long plan that they've worked through every detail, uh, and, and 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 just just. I don't know have knowledge that other people don't right yeah. and
0: it's, it's not, not true
1: no like everybody is a human being who is uh, ultimately doing their best yep. and uh, even if you think like you know everybody rips on politicians and all kind of stuff honestly if you could actually get in a room with them and them actually be honest with you and and really you would realize that you're talking to just a regular person who has a lot of different uh reasons for the decisions that they're making and you'll never know why they make those decisions right you'll never know and uh, but people think it's this big huge like behind you know and uh, so it's funny with churches it's it, it's the same thing it's like oh well you know well obviously it's his son right. so yeah of course that's mm-hmm. been the plan all along y- mm-hmm. you have yeah. no idea no idea, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> that, that that is not at all what happened and um so yeah for me uh you know you go back to yeah i was playing baseball and music and and honestly for me i was just like i felt like i was too small felt like i didn't really have i went to private school we didn't have baseball and that like i just so I at 13 you weren't
3: saying i've got a ministerial calling oh, god in. no. Yeah. okay no, no, no i was just like
1: <laughs> i like music and i think i'm actually gonna be able to use that more in my life than uh baseball yeah. although i love playing baseball right but also for us, we prioritize church above anything yeah. like that. And so for me, I'm like, <clears throat> just it's not gonna be in the cards long term. It's it's just hey, I'm at church mm-hmm. on Sundays and Wednesdays, and that's just and it wasn't a negative thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like it wasn't like oh man, I now I gotta go to church. We didn't like you maybe my sisters, we didn't have that in us. We weren't yeah. forced to do church. Uh, it was just this is what we do. Cool. Yep. And um so no, I was I was just a music guy and um, um and then when I was 17 or 18 uh we really started me and a few buddies we started writing a lot of music and started right. um trying to do the band thing and yep. we you know the whole thing was just like get signed. So you know how kids nowadays are like I want to be a YouTube influencer. Right. <laughs> it was for, for anybody that played music and like you had a band You wanted to get a label a, yep. a, a record deal Like that was the thing You know what I'm saying And then you go on tour yep. And then like you're opening up For the big guys At some point And then eventually You get some of your own tours You know And not like you're gonna be DC talk Like you know At that time You know Just massive name Or delirious That was really You know <laughs> yeah. It's like hey Let's be realistic But you're like Hey man Little Hawk Nelson, maybe. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Keep that. I mean, you got to go back for a three, the uh, four-year right. run. Yeah, right. exactly. A four-year run. And then deconstruct and, and quit yeah. Christianity. <laughs> there you uh, <laughs> go. That's, I, so, I got a 10-year plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, we we did have one conversation one time, though, because what was going on is the guys that was in the band was like most of the worship team. Mm-hmm. And we actually did have a guy come, a record label, come and listen to one of our, um, uh, our shows and and they, they wanted us to put together a demo and all kind of stuff. And so I was talking to dad and he was like, so let's actually talk about what happens if you get signed? Like what actually happens? Good question. And I was like, he's like, you know, are you, you guys going to like just start traveling? Like, is that what you're going to, are you actually going to do it? And, and we kind of started playing out the, the stuff, playing out the, mm-hmm. the, the logistics of everything. And, um. And I had done a few shows where I didn't like it, honestly, because I started, I was so used to leading worship and I was so mm-hmm. used to being in a worshipful environment. And then all of a sudden, here I am, I've worked, I've traveled, get there, set everything up, and I'm playing for like 20 people <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> and you're playing, and it's like, it's not fulfilling, actually, yeah. comparatively for me. It wasn't fulfilling. There were some fun moments, but it wasn't fulfilling because, um, you know, I was, I mean, maybe it was a calling, right? It was yeah. I was called to minister, not to entertain. Right. Mm-hmm. And entertaining is fun, but it's like, it's sort of, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, whenever you go eat a meal, if you had to put a steak and ice cream next to each other, you can have steak without ice cream and be healthy and also walk away like, you got yep. protein, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't have ice cream without steak. Yep. It's true. Like it's it tastes really good, but you're not actual. actually yeah. And that's that's the best illustration I could put. You know, it's like leading worship and and doing worshipful moments and and uh, sets or whatever. That was the steak, yeah. and and doing the other stuff was the ice cream, and uh, and it was fun. But it, I was just like eh. So uh, and the other thing that I think you said was um, if you really want to play music and 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 lead worship and do all that kind of stuff. Where do you think that you're going to be able to do that the most and the longest, the longest yes. is the local yeah. church? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a comparison that was set up. Uh, and also there was a stability about being in the local church that just for me, and maybe it was the way I was raised. I, it doesn't matter. Yes. It was just like, I'm going that route. And so um at what age were you when this was going on? So I was about eighteen, nineteen and okay. the thing the nail in the coffin for it was uh <laughs> our best show that we had put on. We opened up for the wedding of very uh nice. I don't know, yeah. And um we opened up in the Sanger Theater over here in Biloxi and um dude, just it was a fun show. And the very next week that stage, that auditorium that we were in, <laughs> that theater, um, was underwater because Katrina hit. Wow. <laughs> So, um, one of wow. the guys in the band God
2: help you make that decision.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. One of the guys in the band, I literally to this day have not seen again. He moved to Arizona. Uh, and I, the only time I've talked to him since then was he called me about four years later at about three in the morning and he was in, uh, Tijuana, uh, Whoa. blitzed and he called me and he was like, Jordan, Cause I saw his name <laughs> pop up. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. i pop out of bed at like 3 am like. You know, dude, what's up, man? He was like, "What's up?" I mean, dude, he was he was <laughs> like, he was like, "Oh, I remember he was cussing and stuff." He's like, "Oh, messed up, brother!" But he was partying; mm-hmm. yeah. he was having a good time. Yeah. And um, but that was that guy went on, and and then a uh, couple other guys went to college. It just it just shut down, you know. Yeah. And but it it was like at that point, I knew that I was not going to actually pursue that. Yeah. So as far mm-hmm. as what was kind of going on behind the scenes with me, you know, and you're talking that was twenty. That was twenty, 20 something right, years, yeah. whatever years Both ago, twenty ago. years ago. Right. And s- but as far as at that point, no, there was no. Um, the only thing that I would want to ha- would have wanted to do at that point was uh, media worship, that got creatives yeah. type stuff. That was mm-hmm. it.
3: So now knowing, like, and hearing that, I'm thinking about people watching this, and listening to this, but also just there's a principle that uh, I'm not even quite sure we've ever really talked about. But when it came to a transition of a church, but also to a trans, that moment we were just talking about the the music the career as a dad yes as a pastor but as a dad there were moments that you had to hold your son like this where it's your call was was there a temptation to do this could you have done this and held him and said no you got to do this or did you know that you were in a moment where i've just got to let him make his decision what was that moment like uh, let's start with the 17 18 19 side
0: and then we'll get to the other to the other conversation well, one thing that helped me is that Jan and I traveled somewhere to one of your shows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God! Now come on!
2: Yes, come on!
0: Yeah, and you uh, went to Alabama. Babbling. I'm gonna sum up the I'm gonna sum up the whole show right here. I can do it right on this stage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There it is. Oh man!
1: (laughs) Ah. Yeah, that's about right. Do you remember if it was Alabama? No, it was. was It
0: it was east, west of here. Louisiana? Uh, I don't know. It was in a dark maroon little (laughs) room. I don't know where it was.
1: It was. It was. It was uh, Alabama. It was the coffee shop. Yeah. The bass player leaped off of the (laughs) subwoofer. Yep. Yeah.
0: Like a spready, like. (laughs)
1: It was <laughs> Tim. Tim. Yeah, he he probably did the, uh, where he threw the guitar around. Yeah, his, that was like his shoulder yeah. oh, as well. Oh, my goodness. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> those Clags things. Are... When yeah. we left, we thought it was a great show. <laughs> I
3: can't believe we our son is album. doing this. We bought the album
1: again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Got <laughs> him no, to sign it
1: again. Those songs weren't, we never recorded, actually right, released uh, those songs. Right. Yeah. So. So, no, anyway. but uh,
0: the question was, how was I holding George? Look. I've I've never held our children tight in a legalistic way. In my mind, I I was I was not that kind of dad. You know, I was me and Jim. We're raising three kids. We're pastoring a, a church, trying to grow a church, and we are very busy. We've got a school going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm principaling the school. I'm pastoring the church. I'm building up leaders. I'm I'm teaching three four times a week for an hour at each time. And you know, I, I got a wife. Wow. I got kids. We've got a family. You know, we got bills. Car brakes, you know, got to mow the lawn, yeah. you know, the whole life. And so I never once thought about strangling Jordan. Uh, it, just life just went on. Well, and may physically <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe physically strangled. <laughs> Futuristically, moments. yeah. The two tickets in a row, uh, yeah. traffic tickets, I almost strangled him. Yeah. yeah. I just. All I did was scream. I didn't yeah. scream. He screamed. I screamed. You wrote he a song? I wrote a song. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't well that song. But uh so it just developed year after year. I would see him growing, but it wasn't like every day I'm thinking, well, transition, transition. Now. It it just life just keeps going. Yeah. And and you're submitted to the Lord and you're yeah. you're you're trying to do the will of God, and y- you just go day by day and things
1: start to unfold. Yeah. Day what by day. you guys didn't do is suggest what we should do. Right. I I see hmm. I see two types of parents. I see one one type of parent who lets kids actually become who they are like uh, designed to be um and and even though deep down inside you have a desire for them to maybe move in a certain direction that you don't suggest it, over suggest it because right. that's suggestive um, those yep. words are, it puts pressures on, on on kids that they don't need. Uh, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. You got to do this. You know what you should do. You know. You know what? Hey, you're really good at this. You need to. But if it, you know, you should, oh, did you see so and so? You need to be with so and so. You need, you know, like like relationships and everything's like, yep. like it starts putting pressures on kids to be something that they might not be, or to be with someone that they maybe shouldn't be with. Mm-hmm. Like, there's right. just so many facets of that right. that uh, it's just unnecessary. I never felt that, and, and it might be hard for some people people to believe that, but um, you know, I was, I was, I mean, Carrie was sixteen, and Rebecca, you know, twelve, thirteen. I was nine, something like that, uh, somewhere up in there. And I mean, we'd get up on Sunday mornings and and all get ready for church and go be at church by seven thirty for rehearsal for worship. Right. Nobody, yeah. they weren't getting up and and okay, you got to. I don't want to go. It doesn't matter. You got to go. Like. Mm-hmm. We were doing that yep. literally as 9, 10 years old, mm-hmm. getting up yep. every Sunday morning at six thirty, seven o'clock, getting ready. And me and my sisters hop in the car. We're, we're gone. Yeah, It just, yes. but it wasn't forced. Yep. And so there's a certain element that God was doing something in us as kids that they weren't aware of. They didn't, there was, I don't, there was no way that they would, they, they knew Whenever we moved here, that their three kids were going to be so intricately involved yeah. in yeah. in the life of, of Northwood Church and, and and everything, there was no way that we never talked about that. There no. there was no there was none of that. It was literally just God, obviously, right. shaping, forming, and and but they were working their butts off. Yeah, my parents, <laughs> you know, like he just talked about the schedule. Uh, the schedule that they ran was, uh, I mean, honestly. In some ways, I would say it was too much <laughs> it was it was too much it, was, too much. it yeah. was just too much it was a lot of work and and but that's what that was the culture that was right. also the season of of ministry what yeah. you know back in the day man it's pastors would literally uh you know we talk a lot about pastors nowadays uh, burning out and whatnot and, and I think it's different reasons i i don't think pastors burn out nowadays necessarily because of schedules right. like like physical yeah i think it's expectations and internal internal stuff that burns them out back then it was it was a lot of externals you didn't have social media you didn't have that that major comparison going on but you had just this intense schedule i mean dude to teach three times a week every week just then that's just the services right not the same message no (laughs) no just that pressure and then the school uh every morning meeting with the staff uh school staff
0: devotion then back to back Every morning doing a devotion with the whole school and then every Friday doing a chapel by and then preaching twice on Sundays and once on Wednesdays. Yep. But then an hour before the Wednesday service, spending an hour on leadership development mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and taking care of all of the budgets for the church and the school and principal in the school yep. and then running two student conventions a year. Yep. Wild. Uh that, and that's all I can remember right now, uh, you know, it's probably more. Well, so, it's what
1: broke your back.
0: Right. It, 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 it really L- was too much work.
1: Building worried. school, the, it, it, building his back the school. went out. Right. And so then yep. you had physical pain, physical. like sciatic pain right, uh, for years.
3: So right. did you and, have a concern, like knowing this is what the output is? And when, when you got to that spot where in your heart you're like, man, it's it's but god is it's this guy it's jordan Mm -hmm. in your heart did you have a concern knowing that what the output was going to be for just your son well
0: you know as you build the church and as you get a staff things lightened up on me Mm -hmm. you -hmm. know because at the beginning it was just it was me and that was it but as as a staff was being built it, it lightened up. And then the way we started doing church differently helped out also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it wasn't as intense. Yeah.
1: Well, the, uh, the beginning, the leadership style was one, one guy. Yeah. And and then there's everybody else. Yeah. Uh, as we moved into some different, like you're talking about small groups was a big step, big, big, step. uh, where it, it diversified past pastoring people into yeah. small group leaders. Yep. But mm-hmm. then, after that, and around you know late '90s, early 2000s, we went to a, a kind of another model that even more diversified right. the leadership of the pastor into competent men and women to handle uh, uh, important departments in the church. Yep. And at that point, that was it was is it the Moses Jethro Absolutely, system, yeah. you know. Absolutely. But it was actually employing that that took yeah. pressure off the pastor to be the right. the one guy that knows everything, knows everybody, yeah. is visiting everybody, is you know. All decisions go through one person, and that whole mindset—it's—it's it's, that's built to crush someone. Yeah, you know, absolutely.
0: And and you know, to, just to add uh, an example of how sometimes we were kind of unconscious. Mm-hmm. One day, I was I was parked in the parking lot between building one and two, and I saw uh, Jordan, Carrie, and Rebecca walk across that breezeway. Mm-hmm. I was on the phone with with Jen, and it, it hit me. This is gonna be hard for most of you to believe. It hit me. I told Jen, I said, Jen, do you realize that all three of our children are on staff at the church? She said, Well, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm it just hit me. I mean, so that shows you how sometimes yeah. how unconscious yeah, and people we were.
1: People won't believe that type yeah. type of it, thing. But it's like it it's just we just would do what made sense and we're just doing it together and it wasn't forced. And, you know, uh, there, it just was, I don't know. Natural.
0: It it was, and it it had nothing to do with nepotism, nothing at all. I remember, which in case
1: you don't know what nepotism means, it means showing favor to, you know, the family or it's basically politics where people set up their friends and their family in places of power in order to maintain that power or, or to whatever, yep. you know, favoritism. Yeah.
0: yeah, and early on, somebody, you know, I, I threw Carrie up on the platform to sing one Sunday because we had nobody singing really well. I said, baby, just go up there and do something. We need help. And, uh, you, uh, you know, later on, I, w- I was kind of slightly accused of nepotism. I said, well, if anybody, and I would say things like this from the pool, from the pool but I didn't care. I said, By the way, if anybody else in here can sing, won't you come on up because, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, we need help. <laughs> and Carrie can sing, so that's why she's up there, you know. Yeah. That's the way yeah. we would do it back in the olden days, you know. In, <laughs> in,
3: in any business, someone that's been there for any amount of time that's been faithful or consistent in showing up and performing and executing tasks, they naturally get promotions they they receive more responsibility Mm -hmm. that's in any business structure if you're a good business owner or manager absolutely Mm -hmm. but then when it happens in the church it's oh you can't you can't you can't and you know that's just one of those things that's different in the church world uh, or at least from the outside
1: um well people do it um people do it in business too uh uh you know if 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 a if a kid takes over their parents business um and they grow that business then uh they will hear cri- criticism eventually. That oh well, you, you were given that. Right. right. Like, well, yeah. not that were given the dream? That. So that's <laughs> the problem. So when I look at the right. Bible, I see generations. Yeah. And I see that right. like what what a beautiful thing for your uh, for the next generation to build on what the previous generation mm-hmm. built. Yeah. And um, I'm like I, I see that as God's plan for everything. Yeah. And uh, right. and but what's going on is in our culture. In American culture, you know, that's, that's the culture that I really know, <laughs> right. is that um, we have a very individualistic culture. We self-made. have a very self I was about to say it, yeah. self-made. Right. And if you haven't made yourself, then you mm-hmm. haven't done anything. And what it does is it, it causes people to constantly have to restart stuff from the right. ground up. Yep. And really what right. it is, it's, it's rooted in pride because mm-hmm. this is what it is. Mm-hmm. It says, look what I did. Mm-hmm. That's actually what people want to look back in 50 years, you know, when they're 70 years old and they can look back and some people. Man, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, when I was 25, when I was 20, I did this, look what I've built. Right. And they mm-hmm. don't want to say I built on what somebody else built. It's an individualistic thing and um and it's unnecessary. Now it's okay if you build your own thing. Right. It's mm-hmm. that's not the problem, but it's equally okay to step into uh, a business or a church or whatever. And 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 take the responsibility of yep. it from the person who did it for a long time, mm-hmm. and then take it and run from there. It's yeah. a relay race. Was there ever a time in
3: you that says, "I don't want to do this because this will be the outside 100%. perspective"? Hundred percent. How did you deal with
1: it? Uh, so uh, first of how do you break through that? A lot of tears. I cried a lot,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: because uh, and that sounds kind of weak, maybe, but uh, whenever you are about to step into a hornet's nest. Uh, emotionally and all that, and, and like you're literally on the threshold of it, uh, taking that leap, there's this, there's a fear, there's an anger, there's an anxiety, and it does a lot of different things to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it affects you. And um, uh, so I didn't want to be a pastor. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to be a worship pastor. I was 100% uh, satisfied in my role
2: mm-hmm. as
1: being worship pastor and production guy. This is, you know, whatever now uh eight, nine years ago, somewhere up in there. Um, dude, in the season whenever, you know, you were youth pastor, I was worship pastor, we were impact Wednesday nights, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm playing drums and impact it and was shake and bake. The, like it was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that season for me was the sweet spot in what I would have yeah. considered me too. Those a, are some if, of my favorite moments. Yeah. It was really. it's I love being the number two, number three guy mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. I get to uh fight for the number one guy I get to um uh protect I get to take the brunt of things um you also don't have the main responsibility of stuff like you're not the tip of the spear and right. so like you can you could just i don't know there's just less tension and pressure around some things, but you're also involved in 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 moving the ball down the field with the mm-hmm. with the team uh but but as far as just talent and and gifting um it was easy yeah it was easy like. I always knew what I was wanted to do next with the worship team or or the production. Like I always had like different. It was just easy. And, um, and so for that, I was like, Hey dude, I will do this till I die. Like honestly, perfectly fine doing this. Um, didn't like public speaking when I was Mm -hmm. youth pastor. I was like, this is not, I need to get back. I would do worship and then, and then preach. And when I was doing worship, I'm like, this is me. And then I start Mm -hmm. preaching and I'm like, I'm just filling this spot. Like I'm, really not excited about this but i didn't like prep i didn't like any of that it was just like cumbersome um i didn't do any sort of public speaking in in high school and stuff i hated it i just every single time i got on the stage people looking at me other than if i had a guitar in my hand (laughs) i was like this is weird this is awkward so i had no uh ambition to do that i didn't feel a calling to do that really what happened was uh as far as i can remember right now there was one time dad said um he said, "Hey, in a couple months, you're gonna, you're gonna. I want you to teach on a first Wednesday, and mm-hmm. we used to do first Wednesday services, um, like service service. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my my thoughts, like, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna do this. You know, I'm, I'm not that guy. So anyway, I was like, all right, let's see what happens. And so, um, so I put together a message. There's the other thing. Um, <laughs> Dad never sat down with me and was like, Hey, let me uh, let me teach you how to uh, preach.' <laughs> you know." let's build a sermon together what i like to do is hey let me show you my concordance and like you know some people would think that that's how that it didn't it was just like the way the way that we were raised up uh was if you got it you got it yeah and it'll show itself and mm-hmm. if you don't you'll fall flat on your face and it's not no not in a shame way but it's just in a it's a sink or swim environment mm-hmm. right. and honestly life is like that no matter what happens this yep. whole idea that 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 you always have to have somebody to um to take you along in the journey and mentor you and and handle you and if if they don't do everything oh, yeah. just right that it's abusive and, right. You'll did miss and a all remarkable kind of amount of development yeah mm-hmm. well it's a it's blame you you you, you you're blaming people for your ina- inadequacies yeah and so you know here I am mid late 20s and it's like hey go preach to adults for the first time ever and dad wasn't going to be there like that's that's right. what it was. Mm-hmm. So good or bad, it doesn't matter. That's what it was. And uh, I preached uh, somebody else's message <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, and uh, it was okay. Yep. You know, it was okay. And uh, but something happened through that season mm-hmm. where all of a sudden there was something about teaching people that mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was like, that was that was kind of fun. That was, there was something deeper about that that yeah. I, I liked. You know, and uh, and then it just began to grow. And I mean, ultimately, just to kind of scoot forward a little bit in the story, um, dad began to say what he said earlier. Uh, yep. He said something like, I- I'm I'm going to be here no more than seven years, no less than three, something like that. Right. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. right. And um, and whenever he would say that he wasn't saying that to me, mm-hmm. he wasn't insinuating to me, he was saying it and I was hearing it at the same time that everybody else was yep. right. in the staff meetings or whatever. And, again, people might be thinking, oh, behind the scenes, you're really talking about. Them. No, 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 no. I didn't want to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't want to talk about it not because I felt pressure. I didn't want to talk about because I loved him leading the yeah. church. Yeah. I loved uh, following him, and I loved what was going on. I'm like, this season could stay like this forever, and yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm not the type of – I actually don't really like change. When things mm-hmm. are good, I don't like change. Right. yeah. But then, if you don't change, the the good thing becomes bad that's because right. you yep. got to keep changing. Yep. And so, I was perfectly fine. Youth pastor, worship pastor, Casey, executive pastor. Mm-hmm. We got a couple locations. Like, yep. this is good. Yep. This is fun. Right. And then it was like, Dad's like, I only got a few years left. And then we, we st- we're starting, uh, you know, Long Beach at the same time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Mike is not here as much, and yep. he's in Long Beach, and it's like, well, that's a big change, and it's not what it used to be. You know, yep. it's, it's kind of ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, and. And, um, and then what began to happen is dad began to lose vision. Right. hmm And whenever he began to lose vision, uh, for what's next, the church yep. began to stall.
2: hmm
1: Now, people out there didn't know it. Right. You're right. Mm-hmm. People in the crowd didn't know it no. yet, but on staff, you could start feeling it. Yep. hmm And he was, he had ran his race. He was done. Yep. And, um... And so yeah, you know, there's a few guys that, that are here on staff, and and um, it's like who's mm-hmm. so it's it's either going to be oh, one yeah. of us or it's going to be somebody that's outside, yep. right? and that's not our culture to go hire somebody outside. Mm-hmm. It was just not is what. So then you start looking around. And it's like who's the person, yeah. you know, and um, and everybody's looking around. Like, yeah, <laughs> you you also everybody's like. Yeah. Well, I don't Mike's know. the oldest and he's yeah. been the pastor, um, you know. Right. No, no, I don't. So I I can't tell you the exact moment that um like all of a sudden I really started thinking uh mm-hmm. about me being that like f- like for real for real. Yeah. Like there's like oh what if? Oh yeah, right. But like for real um but I know that the pressure inside of my heart yeah. began to build. And so to your I, question of the whole nepotism uh oh it's just your dad thing yep. i didn't i didn't face the um the the pressure or the thoughts of oh it's just your dad that that put you in that spot with music because dad has no music ability right. whatsoever zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zero. so when it came to music yeah. that was me right. yeah. i learned to play those instruments I, I, you know, what I'm saying I learned. Yeah. He doesn't even know how to do any of this. So there was nothing like he didn't hand me any of that, yeah. like the ability yeah. to do that or the like. I, I now had other people that helped mm-hmm. me and trained sure. me and taught me. But I'm talking about like the the, the yep. family thing. It yeah. was like, no, like either a person can play an instrument well or sing well and do that well or they can't. It was yep. very easy to see that, uh, and you grow into that when it comes to uh, that this type of position. It's um some of it has to be proven. Like yeah, yeah. like right. if you can play the drums a certain way, then you step into a band and you play. It's like you you yep. kinda you don't know if you can lead a church yep. until you're like honestly, leading the lead church. church. Yep. Right. Like there is being associate pastor versus being pastor, being executive pastor versus being senior or lead pastor yep. like this that step Different. It is, and you'll hear it, every pastor out there, you'll hear it, probably every you know CEO say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just different. It feels different. Your mind operates, your heart operates different. I had so much confidence when I was worship pastor. Yeah. So much confidence. I had every answer. I knew. As I became campus pastor and then and then senior pastor, that confidence was gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gone. No confidence. Zero confidence some of it was because i didn't feel like i fit um i didn't feel like i was old enough which that's debatable (laughs) I might not been i don't know um some of it is i didn't feel like i looked like a um uh, uh, like a pastor i looked like i was 25 not Mm -hmm. like i was 45 you know or something like that so i didn't feel like i had a commanding presence like a like what people would want to follow i didn't think i was that good of a communicator uh i didn't know that i could if i could lead the staff well. Uh, I, I, I didn't know if I had the, the, the strength, the character, honestly, to like mm-hmm. hold every, I mm-hmm. did just every facet of my life was, yep. uh, I knew I could do all of that in the role that I was in. I had no idea if I could do it in the, in the next role. And so that, that, that fear was there. Um, and then, yeah, the whole, oh, you're just in that spot because your dad's the mm-hmm. pastor yep. and there is literally no defense for that. None. Mm-hmm. There's no defense. Yep. You can't defend that. Yeah. And so therefore, you know that that's going to be said. One yep. plus one is two. People are going to say you know that. what's going to happen. Uh, people that I grew up with, you yep. know, people that I was friends with, right. people that were a little bit older than me, all of that. Oh, you're only 33 and we're 38. Honestly, through the transition and everything, the people that actually held me up the most were the older people. Right. Mm-hmm. The people that were more in my age bracket. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No encouragement there. There was nothing but criticism from most of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? And now I'm like 39, and I look at guys that are like 30, 33, and I'm like, I couldn't imagine ripping yeah. that g- If right. he steps into that role and, and, and the first year that he's in it, I'm just going to criticize him to the, my other friend. I'm just going to gossip about yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm known since he was 12. Like, right. I don't understand the heart in that. Yeah. Uh, it's not holy, I can tell you that. Right. So, I mean, there's dude, I could go on and on and on about all of the – the the things that we're telling you no were, don't do it or like oh, the, yeah. the question mark i so don't, let me tell you one story that actually broke the back of some yeah. of that mm-hmm. um we went to a pastor's conference and i just kind of tagged along and no decisions had been made yet really no conversations were really happening right and we went to florida and um but internally for me i'm like code red like i'm starting mm-hmm. to i'm starting to break a little bit you know mm-hmm. um because i just feel this pressure but also i'm like if if it's not me, then maybe it's one of these other guys. But, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then it's like, is somebody else going to come in and leave this church? I'm like, that's horrible. We're yeah. all going to leave, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the conference, the guys like, uh, man, we're going to do a prayer line, the old prayer line, you know, and and line up and just come up and get prayer from one of the okay. pastors. And so people start lining up, and uh, I turned around and I knelt down by the chair and I started weeping because mm-hmm. I was like, God, I honestly I don't want to do it. Because because of the the struggle of it, all the things mm-hmm. that I just yep. said, I was I was already thinking about all those things, right? Um, and so I was already thinking that. So so it was a lot of pressure, but I still felt felt like I have to really think about this, right. and this might yeah. I might need to do that. I, I, ah. And so uh, so I started crying, and I'm just like, God, I need like you've got to make this obvious. Yeah, you got to make it obvious. This is too big of a deal. And so I go up to the front. And the guy starts praying for me, and he said, uh, he's praying just generic prayer. And yep. then he said, um, he said, Jordan, I'm seeing a rate like a horse race track, and he said, uh, and he said, you're a thoroughbred, and he said, but you don't have to run on the track that everybody else has ran on. Mm-hmm. He's like, basically, you can be free, be free of what you th- like. This- this is what it spoke to me you can be free from the expectations of that people might put on you but you can also be free of the expectations that you're putting on yourself yeah. of what you're supposed to be you can do it different you can be your be your own person yeah like who's who god's you know designed you to be and so it it like everything he said it just broke all of the 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 fear it broke a lot of that it didn't make it easy right but it broke the fear to where I I came back and I and I talked to Dad and uh, met with Casey and stuff and it was like like I can say yes to this now. So that
3: started the page turning of transition. What are some things that you did really well transitioning? Like you would I'm thinking about people that who knows maybe other pastors that are listening to something like this mm-hmm. or business owners that they they need to transition or they're thinking about it but they don't know how. What are some things you did really well or practical advice and maybe even get into what we could have done better, what we should have done.
0: Well, I think that uh, God is the leader of this thing because mm-hmm. talking about losing vision, it was that coupled with lifting of God's grace. Mm-hmm. When God lifts the grace on something that you're doing, sure. it just flitters away. I mean, <laughs> I was astonished. You talk about a struggle. You were struggling. I was struggling. Yeah. I mean, how do you let go of something that's been in your life for 28 years? How do you how how do we do this and so you know in in prayer and and wonderment it's like i just need help i need i need to connect with somebody yeah. that's done this before and so i got a hold of a book and i read the book and uh it was just great a great book on transitioning and it, i know you guys remember we had uh, we had looked at a conference we went over to the house in the, in the uh theater and we were watching uh this conference and lo and behold the guy that wrote the book that i just read he comes on the platform (laughs) and he starts speaking about transitioning and i don't know if you remember i just broke down weeping i I mean like uncontrollable and just just hollering out i need help y'all you know and probably most of you well what's the world going on with this guy you know (laughs) but it was just a moment and so so watch this that that God knows and God confirms what's going on. Uh, we had uh, Jan and I went to Birmingham uh, to dedicate uh, the the new art building, uh, and uh, afterwards we had a lunch in a large room, and we're sitting at a table by ourselves, and and I'm just wondering, man, you know, how do you connect with people? I've never been one that could connect with large ministry people, powerful people. I just I just never could, yeah. and and lo and behold, I I, I hear somebody sit on the side of me, right on the side of me. And I look and it is the, the man, the author of the book and the conference. <laughs> wow. He's sitting right there. And I thought, wow, this is, it's gotta be God. And then there was a, another man who I was looking to for mentorship in that. And would you believe that he just put his plate down and sat right in front of me, both those men <laughs> in that moment, you know? And I remember talking to that one brother about, you know, his book and how much he helped me. And, he, and I said, I just need help. And he, I remember he just took his cell phone and he just flicked it over to me. He said, give me your contact. And so I connected with him on several occasions, and he gave me just great insight and mm-hmm. instructions. And I followed his advice. It really helped us a lot in that. Mm-hmm. And the, the way we did it, in case you, how, you know, people how did you do this? Well, it all started probably two years prior to the transition. Jordan began to run the staff. Actually, it was in this room right here, and uh, I wouldn't come to staff meetings. I didn't come to staff meetings for two years before the mm-hmm. transition. Mm-hmm. He ran the staff; no one knew he was running the staff except for the staff. The people didn't know, but he was actually running the church yeah. behind the scenes. And I would I would meet with Jordan and uh, coach him and mentor him in 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 questions and answers and things of that nature, uh, and and then finally. I brought it to the, the the pastoral staff on a on a conference we had went to. We just got together. I said, "This is what I believe the Lord wants," and we we cracked it open right there. Mm-hmm. And then to the wider leadership uh, later on, and then to the whole church. And uh, it wasn't a big fanfare of some big giant thing, uh, because that's not who we are. It was just, hey, I just want to introduce the, the next pastor of Northwood Church, and here he is, Jordan Dakota. Yeah. And I think it went well. I think we did most things well. I don't know that we made any major mistakes.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you can do any transition perfect. I don't I don't think it's. There's nothing. There's no transition in anything that's ever perfect. Um, One thing I know that that they told you in those conversations and uh, that you you did pretty well was, they said, "Don't give." uh, And maybe it was even Scott Bledsoe, but it was, uh, "Don't give Jordan your church." give Jordan Jordan's church right and so mm-hmm. basically wow. right. uh, uh, b- utilize your reputation and your your right. uh, your influence to help change culture yeah. uh, So you know I might say Hey this is one thing that I think that we need To do and this is one thing that You need to do for me because if right. I Step in and do this and it, it wow. looks Like I'm the one that's doing it yeah. I'm Going to look like I'm just trying to Change go ag- everything yeah and go against right. Now right. we're going to do it the right way and it's like right. That's not my heart and no. this true. so there was little Things that and I can't remember any Of those yeah. right now exactly but it was just Little cultural things uh, And and but mostly, and I think this was the difference with here, is that the, the big thing, the big thing, what are we going to change? Not that Jordan's the guy, you know? Like, right. Well, we had built this church at that point. Right. We were building the church Your together. mark already ago. on it. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, there's changed. not a lot of, uh, that we're, like, I don't have some sort of big change plan here. So yeah. I remember the first time I got up, and uh, I, w- I have not gone back and watched this, uh, the, the transition service because— I would probably just cringe too much, you know, but because <laughs> um, I had no confidence. I know when I got up there and talked to the room full of people, and I'm just like, "Hey guys, um, just, just just," whew. but um, I told him was like so many people are like, "What are we gonna do now?" And I was like, "We're gonna continue continue to do what we've been doing. Right. Like nothing's changing. Like yeah. we're running the same play." And um, because the church was. It wasn't just my church, you know. It right, wasn't like even yeah. your church. It right. was it was our church. Like I mean, we have an incredible team, yeah. and so um, I think that was probably the biggest maybe culture shift was people realizing like like you know, Dad had built this thing from hardly anything, and so it was a lot easier for him to kind of be the the center point of a lot of decisions and a lot of, um, you know, it's just it was just natural. Yeah, I'm I'm way more more not. Like he's not, but I'm way more of a, of a team uh, type right. of Absolutely. Th- leadership style. And so whenever we say that we have a pastoral team here, like people don't understand a lot of times like behind the scenes, what that really means. Yeah, right. You know, uh, whenever we're around the table and we're talking about the future of the church, whenever we go on retreats and we talk about the future of the church and we're praying, and we're planning, it's literally a, uh, uh, a, a, a team that makes those decisions and, and, and brings things. And so it's not just me or my mm-hmm. D only my DNA. Um, but it was, it was in the transition. It was a, it was a clean, clean handoff as much as it could be. Yeah. Um, you know, I look back, and yeah, you know, I mean, it's only—it's been six years now, seven, eight years since it, it started, and um, and I know some people they 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 would take five years to do a transition. Talk to some guys are like, we have a five year plan. I'm like I don't know time, what you do man. for five years, man. That's a lot of stuff right. to that's a, that's slow. Yeah. Um. And, and at some point, kind of gets confusing because it's right. like, who's in charge? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's
0: right. And so we didn't want to take that
1: long to where it would kind of get confusing. Right. Yeah. Um yep. Should it have taken longer? I'm because I'm thinking about these questions for people, business yeah, or anything. Yeah, it's yeah, like yes. should it take longer? <laughs> Honestly, you're gonna look back and you're gonna be like, yeah, we should have waited on that. Well, we should have done that quicker.
3: And we nailed some of these things. Yeah, we right, did. we
1: did really good here. But, yeah. I, you know, at some point, you just get through it, man. Yeah. Hey, yes.
3: great finish to the season. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah. Hey, it was season great. Season finale. And on, a, on yeah. this season finale, there were no cliffhangers. That's a win. Yeah, no cliffhangers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you mean like the last thing that you say that puts you to the next one or something? What is a cliffhanger? I have no idea. Like,
2: uh, what I'm like cl- looking forward to the next oh, episode. There's
0: no oh. closure to it. Well, I think y'all ought to keep doing it, but I think y'all ought to do two or three a week. Oh, okay, uh, let's no, get bro. back in. <laughs>